0: Welcome to the first ever Dice Heist side quest. In these episodes, we will be playing a game normally unrelated to the main show. And for the foreseeable future, these will be following the Spelljammer Academy series. Uh, Spelljammer Academy was released by D&D Beyond as a free promotional set of adventures for the new Spelljammer sourcebook that is coming out today, August 16th. It is still free to anyone with a D&D Beyond account. It is a digestible two-hour adventure written by Will Doyle. I've decided to record us playing this adventure for two major reasons. Number one, this adventure seemed well-suited for new players. And I wanted to show that D&D is for all skill levels and those with almost no knowledge about the game, especially since the main cast of Dice Heist are all seasoned veterans to D&D. And number two... I wanted to show that D&D can be played in a shorter form, as well as in a longer form, like we do on the main show. Today, we only have two players for this adventure, even though it recommends 3-7. to It wasn't too difficult to adjust as a DM for the slightly lower number of players in the game. There was a few adjustments I had to make, but they're really subtle, and bonus points if you can catch them during play. As a last warning, before we begin, this three-part series will have spoilers for the adventure, so do not listen if you plan to play the Spelljammer Academy Orientation Adventure with your group. It's perfect for those who plan to run this game, however, or those who have already had a chance to play this adventure. At the end of this third installment of this mini-series, we will take a moment to review the adventure as a whole and discuss some things that may not have come up during play. I hope you guys enjoy this, and sorry I kind of put this this bit of exposition back here. It was initially meant to be recorded, but we got a little ahead of ourselves when we started. So I hope you guys enjoy this, and I'm going to leave it to them. Well, adventurers of all stripes explore Faerun, and deal with the perils of ancient ruins, malevolent cults, and long-forgotten tombs, those who come through Spelljammer Academy on Nimbral strive to protect the world from far greater threats. Spelljammer Academy trains cadets for service as Spelljammers and members of the Spelljammer Corps, both branches of a magical navy sworn to protect Toril and to explore other worlds beyond. Few people know of the Academy's existence, and its leaders try to keep it that way. Mert the Merciless, also known as the Old Wolf is the Spelljammer Academy's founder and chief financial officer. He manages the institution's operations alongside a small group of powerful, high-ranking officers, known collectively as The Bridge. While most of its candidates are from Toril, the Academy occasionally recruits from outside realm space, the wild space system that is home to the planet Toril, to bring individuals with unique talents into their ranks. GIF, Githyanki, Hadozi, Plasmoids, and myriad other peoples can join the cadets alongside folk native Tutorial. The Academy was founded by Mert as part of a joint investment with a retired elf adventurer, Al who operates a shop on the Rock of Brawl, a city built on an asteroid. Prince Andrew, the monarch of Brawl, was invested heavily in the Academy, though his support has waned of late over questions regarding security within the institution.
1: Welcome to Dice Heist, where we roll the dice and see what we can get away with. My name is Erica, and I'll be playing Riddith, our bugbear barbarian. Over to you, Julie.
2: Hello, everybody. My name is Julie, um, and I will be playing Prix Crixel. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to devolve into Pricks, Prixie, or Pretzel. Um, I am a Lizardfolk bard today.
0: And I am Raicelyn, your DM, as usual. And today we're playing with two new people, my wife Erica and our friend Julie. So uh, let's go ahead and we're going to take a quick break before we jump on into everything. And we're just going to talk about everybody's experience with D&D first. So you guys on listening to the show are fairly familiar that I have played D&D like forever and constantly keep myself up to date. However, that's not always true for everybody. But that doesn't mean that it's not a game for you. So first off, my wife, go ahead. And uh, what is your
1: experience with D&D? Well, I got into D&D with, um, after meeting my now husband, Raicelyn, he got me into it. My first game that I played was called Rotted Capes, superheroes versus zombies. And that was my introduction into D&D. And since then, it's such a big part of his life. And it's now part of
2: mine.
0: Okay, and Julie, what has been your experience with d and d
2: so far? Um, I am very deep into the the novice level Raceland. um, I think the first game I ever played, I was a junior in college, and I remember nothing about it other than it was a one shot, and I laughed so hard the whole time and had like the time of my life that's awesome. um so that was the first time. second time was with you. actually, we did a pokemon one shot, oh which yeah, was yeah, so fun, yeah, um we never actually finished it, though. I know, we yeah, should, that's normal for one-shots. It, but it's fine. <laughs> um, I was emotionally invested, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so this is actually the third game I've ever played of D&D, period. Awesome.
0: Um, All right, so we are going to hop right on into the story now. And we're going to start kind of in an odd place. You stand on the deck of your spell-jamming ship, Moon Raider. Even as explosions obliterate two of its masts and hurl a dozen of your fellow sailors into wild space, distant stars and wheeling clouds of multicolored gas spin around you as the first pirate galleon slams into Moon Raider's starboard side, and a gust of foul wind washes over you as the galleon's air envelope merges with yours. Seconds later, your vessel is boarded by astral reavers, humanoids possessed of strange features, weaving cruel, wielding cruel weapons and unleashing blasts of magic. Captain Sardak lies on the deck nearby, her body ruined by shrapnel.
2: Hold the deck,
0: she snarls with her dying breath. Grant them no quarter before she dies. So you guys are beginning in the thick of combat. You guys know for certain that you are members of the crew of Moon Raider, but you have no recollection of the events prior to this, and you're kinda like just kinda hazy as if there's something going on that's wrong. This is your first journey into wild space, you know that, but other than that, you're still kinda hazy. And I guess it seems likely that the Reavers have used some kind of magic to disorient Moon Raider's crew, hoping to make it easier to seize the ship. Uh, you know that Sardak's death means that it is now up to you, the surviving crew, to hold the deck of the ship and stop the raiders from taking it. You trust each other and Moon Raider as itself. They're boarding. You must stop them. So go ahead. And you stand upon the forecastle of the ship. Two reavers glide in on ropes and land on the deck of the ship. One of them has a serrated iron jaw and mechanical arm ending in an oversized pincer. The second, giant goldfish bowl head containing a floating brain. Go ahead and roll for initiative.
2: Ooh, I'm killing it at a seven.
0: It's a seven, okay, cool.
2: got a 16. Okay,
0: nice.
2: Oh wait, that's an 18. Ooh. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, 18, I you add a your plus bonuses.
2: Two. Oh shit. At the
1: top, Julie. I forgot about my math. Um <laughs> <laughs> fuck.
2: What what the fuck do I add to this? Oh, it's a nine.
0: <laughs> I have nine. rolled
2: a nine. Nice.
0: So, Pix, you rolled a nine, correct?
2: Yes, yes I did.
0: And Riddith, you rolled a 18. Yes. Sounds good. So we're gonna start with you over here. Riddith, you are at the top of the order. What are you doing as you see off to either side these two abomination-looking like reavers?
1: I'm uh, more intimidated by the one with the pincers, okay. and with my reach. I think that's a good one for me to go after.
0: Okay, so you're going to move up. Uh, how close are you going to get to him?
1: Um, I'm going to get within... Okay, yes, I will get within 10 feet.
0: Okay, sounds good. And then you are going to do what?
1: I'm going to use my glaive to attack him.
0: All right, sounds good. Go ahead and make an attack roll. Okay, so you rolled a hit, and what did you get? Be a 22. 22, okay. Because I get a plus Uh, six. You hit, real good. Do you want to roll damage on that?
1: Absolutely. Okay. That's six.
0: Six points of damage, okay. Okay. So, uh, alrighty. And then, are you doing anything with your bonus action?
1: Well, my captain just died, so that actually might make sense. I'll rage then.
0: Rage is your bonus action, okay. Yes. Alright, so, yeah. You rage out, and you... What does that look like for your character?
1: Given my character's backstory, um, which we'll get into I'm sure later, it's very upsetting to see someone die in front of you. So, she just kind of getting this deep breathing, kind of pumping herself up, and then just like eyes glowing green almost with the rage, ready to just hit whatever comes in her way.
0: Okay, yeah, not a problem. All right, so yeah, this this, uh, reaver stands in front of you with these giant pincers, and you rush up in front of them, and at a good distance, you swing down your glaive, keeping them at arm's length and are able to slice into them quite well. Uh, you slice across and cut them open, but their insides don't look normal. There's, like, worms inside there. It's bizarre. Then you remember you're fighting for your life, and the blood rushes in. You remember the death of your captain, and you rage. Your eyes begin to glow bright. Uh, I'm going to need you at the end of your turn to roll me a d20, please. Riddiv.
1: All right.
0: Show you that's... Okay, what do you got?
1: I have a nine.
0: You have a nine. Okay. So, uh, as you're standing there, you see that from behind you, a another reaver comes up from the below deck as they were fighting another battle with the rest of the crew down below, and this one has four arms, two of which are used solely to perform threatening or insulting gestures. So there's just like these two arms are waving up above, like just swirling with, with two middle fingers, doing a little dance. They're dabbing on you while he's coming at you with his his scimitar, uh, just snarling. Um, yeah. Yep. bite. He bites his thumb at you, all that sort of thing. Yep. Julie's just sitting across from me right now, improvising all these lewd gestures for me.
2: All of my uh, Shakespeare-loving friends, I think, will appreciate the uh, the biting of the thumb thing. <laughs> <laughs> I do bite my thumb at you, sir.
0: All righty. Well, thank you. I um, feel honored. Anyways,
2: we Pricks. have fun here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, Pricks, you are up next now. So, what are you going to do with your turn? Not only has Riddith run up to engage one of them, but there are now two others. Uh, within close quarters with you. What are you going to do?
2: Okay. So let's see. There's the offensive one that's biting thumbs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's the offensive one. There is brain in a jar. Yes. There did is just, a
0: brain in a jar.
2: Did you describe the third one? Did I miss that? Uh, the
0: third one is the one with the pinchers and the iron jaw oh. that Riddith is currently engaged with.
2: Oh, okay. So we can leave the crab. Yeah. They,
0: they are engaged to be wed right now. love that. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) My new OTP, you tell
2: me. Um, I think that I am very much uh, ready to break some glass, so I'm going to go after Brain in a Jar. All right, sounds
0: good. All right, so you rush forward, and you are going to...
2: So what is is my range right now? Do I need to know that? It's up to you.
0: Uh, So if you would like to move closer, you can. Or if you want to stay farther away, you can. You tell me where you're going to be.
2: Because I'm thinking i'm thinking about using the rapier which is five feet reach because i think that a little more power you know shorter Mm -hmm. distance more power will help break that glass because that's what it really what i'm trying to do okay all right trying to pull a blondie break the heart of glass here
0: all right so you rush up in front of them diving your rapier forward go ahead and make that attack roll for me Sweet.
2: And then I add what strength to this?
0: Uh you can add your decks if you wish instead. Ooh. It should say right next to your rapier actually. It'll take the best of the two.
2: It says plus four.
0: It also adds your proficiency. Which is plus two. Okay. So it yeah, plus four is what you would have. Okay. That is correct.
2: So fourteen.
0: Okay, so you rolled a fourteen. That definitely does hit, so you can now roll damage.
2: All right, so more math for me.
0: Correct. Six. Six. Okay, so you do six points of damage. So you go to stab directly through this guy's uh, dome, blasts <laughs> into his brain. Nice. Um, but it does do cause a nice, good scratch along it, and you even see a little bit of a crack, but it's not quite good enough to break all the way through it. Um, he's still He's still standing there. Uh, are you going to do anything with your bonus action? I think you currently uh, have... You could add, give inspiration to your fellow if you wished. Or you can just pass your turn if you don't want to use that right now.
2: I mean, is is inspiration my only option here?
0: I think right now that's like the only one. The uh, Otherwise, um, heroism might be a bonus action spell you can
2: check. Well, because I I was leaning towards using my chompers.
0: Can you do that as a bonus action?
2: Yeah, it has hungry jaws under here.
0: Oh, okay. What does that say?
2: So I was thinking I'm feeling hungry. Okay. Uh, All right. So you're
0: just going (laughs) to take a bite out of this glass now.
2: Listen, your girl's got to do what your girl's got to do. Okay. Um, As a bonus action, you can make a special attack with your bite. If it hits, it deals normal damage and you gain plus two temporary HP. Nice. You can use this two times per long rest.
0: Okay, all right, so you only get a couple of these per long rest. All right, yeah, go ahead. If you want to do that, go ahead and roll a uh, an attack for me. Sweet. I confirm that is the correct die to roll. <laughs> Listen.
2: <laughs>
0: no shame. Everybody's got to learn.
2: Listen, I own the dice, but I don't get to use the dice very often.
0: You're using them right now.
2: I am, which is fabulous. Okay, so... Wait, oh, shit. I'm going to roll it again. I forgot what number I landed <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, okay, cool. So I got a 14. 14?
0: 14? Yep. Again? Okay, that definitely succeeds. Go ahead and roll that damage. So whatever it says for that bite.
2: We love D6s, y'all. All right. I know what that looks like. It is a five.
0: Five points of damage. Okay. So that is exactly what you needed to kill this reaver. Uh, So your mouth kind of, you just... First off, your rapier goes in and you scratch along it. this crack forms and you hear this kind of like bubbly chuckle come from the reaver as it laughs at you uh, in your failure to kill it. But then just out of sheer like spite, you jut your mouth forward and just crunch down on to the glass and the ooze and its brains ooze between your teeth as they roll down onto the ground.
2: Yummy! Thanks Yummy I hate indeed.
0: It. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you're done with your turn. That was that was pretty good. Make sure you mark off that use of that. Um, so next up, I need you to roll me a d20 at the end of your turn.
2: I got a thirteen, my friend.
0: You got a thirteen. So an explosion rocks the ship. Each creature on the deck must succeed at a DC 10 dexterity saving throw or fall prone. So I'm gonna roll for the three, or now two living reavers that are on the deck and you two each need to roll a dexterity saving throw. So you will see that there are saving throws on your character sheet.
2: Oh, oh, oh! I found it.
0: There you go. Uh, so you're gonna roll a D20, add that value for your dexterity saving throw. And that is, uh, you want that to be 10 or 100 to succeed.
2: Guess who got a 10, motherfuckers?
0: Cool, cool.
2: I got an 11.
0: You got an 11. Okay, so both of you guys succeed. So you're a little bit rattled. You guys are able to keep your footing, though. Uh, The two reavers, however, are even more seasoned and hardly even shake, bobbing with the flow of this explosion as if they knew what was going on. Huh. Anyways, now we move on to their turn. So first up, we're going to start with the reaver that is facing down Riddith. Riddith, you have these this guy with these pinchers and this iron jaw. He stabs forward with one of the pinchers.
1: Does he have reach?
0: Oh, you were right. He would have to move in closer. Yeah, so he's going to move in closer to you first. Um, and then he is going to try and take a swipe at you. Uh, what is your armor class? 15. 15 i rolled an 18 to hit so this will strike you uh so let me roll the damage here uh that's actually a really good roll he's gonna do six points of damage but you're raging right now so that's half to three so take three points of slashing damage from the claws uh that's gonna be it for his turn though and next up we're gonna go to the guy swinging lewd gestures as well as two scimitars who notices you just chomp down on one of his fellow shipmates heads and just, you know, continues to bite both thumbs at you now uh, while diving in with his rapiers. And he, I just said that they were rapiers and now they were scimitars, but they're scimitars. So he rushes forward with his scimitars and takes a swing at you, Pricks. Uh, Pricks, what is your armor class?
2: I am a stunning 15.
0: You're a stunning 15. Well, he oh, just, just rolled a, a stunning 18
2: again. Stunning. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. I'm going to die.
0: Possibly. Yeah, because this is. Sweet. How does a five feel? Five points of damage.
2: Um, it would feel even better if I knew where the fuck to put it.
0: Hit points. Near the top should be like over here ish.
1: And then you, you put in how the many number you got? and then you hit damage. How, oh. how
0: many you got? Uh, eight.
1: <laughs> oh, oh no!
0: Oh, my. oh no, pricks! So you just dropped down to three hit points.
2: For total. anyone who is rooting for the lizard, maybe you should stop rooting for the lizard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like the the first bout of combat.
2: Oh my! Oh no. Listen, bro, I I had to get petty. <laughs> I had to chomp, and that was my gift to you. But the, there are consequences to the chomp, and, and apparently that rude motherfucker really didn't like the chomp. It happens to the best of us.
0: <laughs> well, as you reflect on your poor life decisions, we're going to move on, <laughs> on to Riddiff.
2: <laughs> as the, we don't have this up kind up to of you. time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's okay, back we're talking to you, about Riddiff. pricks. Okay, <laughs> rude. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, Riddith, uh, it is
0: your turn. What are you going to do? Currently, you are raging, your eyes glowing green, you are furious, and your enemy has moved closer into your range. Are you going to attack them?
1: How far away from me is the one attacking Pricks?
0: Uh, We'll say it's like 15 feet away from you.
1: I have a 15-foot reach with my glaive. It just so happens. That
0: is correct. You do. Okay. I misread
1: that before and we went with 10, but I do have 15 here.
0: Cool. Yeah. Because you're Um, a bugbear. So you get that extra five on top of the normal 10. Got long, lanky arms. (laughs) I
1: don't know about lanky. We'll see what's under all the fur, but that's okay. Um, So being a loyal person to my crew Mm -hmm. and just a rage monster at this point. I would like to whip around and use my glaive on the one that is uh, just a damage to pricks.
0: Okay, go ahead and roll that attack roll then.
1: Avenge me. I will do my best. Ooh. I'm not going to be avenged,
0: am I? That's a 14. Okay, uh 14 does hit the... Oh, the, nice. Yeah. This is a level one adventure. 12 is their armor <laughs> listen, class. Listen,
1: listen. <laughs> Listen.
0: <laughs> I know. You're used to listening to the main show where I'm throwing 20 ACs at them and they.
1: And they can hit it. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Pretty much. All right.
1: We're not there yet. <laughs> Thank you. Damn. I got a 14 for damage.
0: You got a 14 for damage. Okay. So this completely unhurt Reaver that had sw- uh, rushed in and was biting both thumbs at her while using its other two arms to slash and is nearly cutting down your friend. You just whip around, and you slice through both of the top arms and his head. And just both all three of them just flop to the ground in front of her as it kind of just schlups over. It is the end of your turn. Can you please roll me a d20 for the event?
1: Absolutely. That's a six.
0: That's a six. Okay, so uh, with a six, another astral reaver comes up from the other side of the deck, and this one has iridescent scales and glowing uh, and glowing pink eyes, wielding a rapier. Okay, uh, and that is it for your turn. We're gonna move on to Pricks. Pricks, what do you got for us today?
2: All right, so cool. who, who do we have left? So my rude friend is dead.
0: Yeah, the rude friend is dead. Uh, the guy with the claws is dam- is kind of wounded but he's still in the fight and is currently right up on Riddith the other guy is kind of like Riddith and this uh, um, Riddith and the claw guy are between you and the third foe or the second foe who has uh, these iridescent scales and pink glowing eyes
2: which might I add is quite the Luke uh <laughs> I I think I'm leaning towards backing up Riddith. Okay. And going for the our crabby friend. Okay. Um, because my my thought is, if I take the crabby friend, then I can free you, Riddith, to go take on our pink eyed foe. That <laughs> sounds logical. Pink eye. What did he do? Oh anyway. God. Sorry.
0: That was a shitty joke. Yeah, Yeah, it was. (laughs) Uh,
1: You're
0: welcome for that dad joke. Oh, God.
1: Um, I hear these often at home, and now I have to hear
2: them here.
0: You do. You do. All right, what do you got for us, Jewel?
2: So I am thinking of using... (sighs) I think I'm going to use a dagger this time. Okay. That feels right.
0: So you're going to come up behind him and try and stab him in the back? Okay, go ahead and roll the hit.
2: Our friend may not die after all. What was that roll? Definitely a nine. Oh,
0: okay. So with that definitely a nine, you definitely missed. (laughs) Sweet. So you go to stab him in the back, but he spins and catches the blade with his claw. You still have your bonus action. With it, you have a few different options. Namely, you could cast Healing Word on yourself to heal yourself a small amount, possibly bringing yourself back up to full, or casting heroism or inspiration on your barbarian friend of course you also could use that second chomp for the day that's your choice
2: i have this sinking suspicion okay that our friend with pink eye is uh gonna require a chomp so i would like to save the chomp <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna save the chomp for our friend with pink eye okay sounds um, good who must have just, like, hung out with a bunch of kids or something. All right. Uh, anyway, you, that's what it was. It was the scales, and the kids were like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, God. But it was also, like, take your parents to work day. Take and...
1: your parents to work day? <laughs> <or 'cause, laughs> take well, no, no. Okay, guys. Guys, <laughs>
0: this is fantasy. There is, take your parents <laughs> there to is work child day. slavery. So, like, you know, take... Take your parents to, to work day. Your,
2: yeah, take your parents to work day. Uh, no, this take is your, the sawmill I work in, mommy.
0: <laughs> and this is was, all the asbestos I breathe in all day.
2: <laughs> hey, I only lost one finger today, dad. Way to uh, go, son. <laughs> days without incident. <laughs> Always at zero. Um,
0: Three and a half. Drawn in crayon
2: backwards. <laughs> Uh, I think I need to heal myself because I am at a whopping three. Okay, yeah, right that sounds now, good. And I feel like I can't really help anybody if I die.
0: Okay, so <laughs> go ahead and mark off that spell slot for healing. Word, you're gonna roll a d4, and then add your spell casting modifier, which I believe is a three for your charisma.
2: She's got it. She knows what she's
0: doing. Oof!
2: Great, I'm crushing it at a whopping one plus 3 plus 3 which makes four also if anybody is interested um i'm currently using my blood splattered dice
0: they're really cool That's got appropriate. A, I they've feel got a they've got a super vengeful. dexter vibe yes yes.
1: yes i very like the much dexter so. vibe
2: yes they're they're white they have like some incredible blood splatter going on and it's a full set
0: nice it's always nice to have that full set but uh yeah over time you'll definitely lose one <laughs> yeah it hurts <laughs> yeah okay so uh you healed yourself for four points of damage Uh, So you're back up to a total of seven now. Nearly full. So uh, yeah, sucks being a first level character, but it's what we got. So um, at the end of your turn, I need you to roll me a d20, please.
2: All right, we are crushing it at a six right now, Racelin.
0: Okay, so with a six, again, this time two more Reavers swing in from opposite sides. The first one has an enormous nose and enormous ears, comically large. The second, however, doesn't swing in on a rope. They just kind of hold up their, uh, they have this like, helicopter blades mounted on their head, and they just kind of go and they're kind of, like, floating in at a really slow pace.
1: Like, like, comically slow? Like, comically oh, bro, slow. the fight's gonna be over by the time you get here slow? Yeah, like... Oh, no. <laughs>
0: He, he's hovering three feet off the deck, and moving at roughly about ten feet per round.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> as so he where did over they find these the people? So, um, so as a recap, we have Krabby, mm-hmm. Pinky, mm-hmm. Helicopter Boy, and the one that's down with the thickness—only
1: <laughs> that... on the facial region.
0: So, as we move into their turn. They are all going to come and converge on you. But as they do so... A thunderous explosion shakes the ship, filling the air with splinters of wood. Bodies are hurled into wild space, and then everything stops. Wreckage hangs motionless. Reavers freeze in the middle of their attacks even the stars stop twinkling. The illusion of wild space melts away, and you find yourselves in one of the magical chambers of the simulation deck. Your memory is slowly fitting back into place. You recall being warned that your first experience of a wild space simulation would be disorienting to test your ability to function under pressure. A hulking figure emerges from the center of the explosion. A Hadozi with a missing wing flap Wearing a military uniform, bristling with medals. The air around her smells like cigar smoke. As you can see, Bosun Tarto growls. The Battle of Hakatha didn't go so well for Captain Sardax and her crew. But her last battle makes a good testing ground for new recruits. End simulation. You guys remember meeting this Hadozi, training officer Bosun Tarto. The battle has been an illusory experience conducted in one of the Academy's simulation chambers. Large circular spaces whose rune-scribed walls channel potential magical power. As the uh, simulation ends, all characters regain any lost hit points, spell slots, or uh, limited-use powers. None of you died in the simulation, so no other ill effects happen here. So go ahead and take a quick moment to do that, please. So you guys are beginning to be a little bit more familiar of what's happened previously. You remember your long trek here across the sea, taking weeks to get here. But finally, you arrived at Nebral, this island jutting out of the sea. And it was here at this island that you guys Realized that this is Spelljammer Academy, and this was where you first learned what a spelljammer even was. So you are very unfamiliar with the principle of this whole thing, which is perfect because I'm sure both of you have no idea what's going on.
2: All I know is that there were some rude bitches that we needed to put in their place. I mean, we tried and failed, but still, that the bite your thumb (laughs) guy—I—I took him out. I don't know what this whole. I <laughs> excuse the fuck out of you, my friend. Listen, your girl did her best. Was it the best? No, but it was my best.
0: You arrived this morning on Belligerence, a chartered galley out of Waterdeep, which picked up passengers and crew on the Moonshay Isles, Baldur's Gate, Candlekeep, and Port Nyanzara. You've come to seek fortune and glory at Spelljammer Academy a secret enclave of spellcasters and swords for hire on a mysterious Isle of Nebral. Graduates from the Academy join the Spelljammer fleet, a magical navy sworn to protect Toril and explore worlds far beyond. The Academy is carved into, 2,000 foot high col- er, into a 2,000-foot-high column of rock that juts up from the cliffs of the island's west coast. Its multiple levels, connected by stairs, ramps, and magical lifts. After docking in the sea cave at the base of the column, you marched to the simulations deck midway up the Academy Spire. Your metal has been tested and now it's time to settle in. Okay, so we are going to leave you guys here for this episode of Dice Heist. We will pick back up next time and we will get on into the orientation.
2: Bye guys! Bye. Goodbye, friends.
0: Thank you all for listening to this episode of Dice Heist. If you like what you've just listened to, why not help us out by spreading the word of the show? Tell a friend, family member, or coworker. the more people that listen, the more we can prove the show for you, our listeners. Another great thing you can do to help the show is writing a review and subscribe on whatever podcasting network you use to listen to us, like Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and so many more. If you would like to help support the show monetarily, you can head over to patreon.com slash diceheist, where you can find a bunch of great bonus content like our after show heist house, where we break down the episodes and talk about what we liked or didn't even disliked about how things went down. Or check out one of our one-shot onslaughts, each a self-contained mini-series with other friends of the show as guests, new characters, new DMs, and fun new worlds. I'd like to thank all the people that make this show possible, starting with our two guests Erica and Julie for playing with us today, and Aaron, Bronson, and Nick, our usual cast and my partners in this crazy show. Our intro and outro today is Fleet's Final Engagement, Battle Over Deneb by Richard Dasgaz. And of course, we can't forget BattleBards.com for their help improving our show with their expansive library of music. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Dice underscore Heist and on Facebook at Dice Heist Podcast. Feel free to reach out to us there or send us an email at Dice at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of Dice Heist. No, you had it right the first time. She, <laughs> that right the D4, yeah. you said. D8. Oh,
1: she said D4, she was mummering, so I I, <laughs> <I'm in it. laughs> I was trying to show her a triangle so she picked the right My one. My
2: friends, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Please tell me what to do. She
0: she's struggling with the dice and rather than me fix it, it was more fun to just <laughs> let her flounder.
2: Classic Raceland, but let me suffer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um so it's only
1: I love. can't comment on that, can I?
2: <laughs> what, letting me suffer? No, that he's me. <laughs> um, I, I mean you, you can. can <laughs> <laughs>
0: Go ahead and fix that real quick.
2: Me playing it cool. <laughs>
0: For the blooper, Julie leaned back and her headset flopped off her head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she nearly went with it. <laughs> Not that drunk. (laughs) Being drunk is a requirement on Dice Ice. It's okay.